Ladies, if you are tired of the traditional group coaching model that was right for a season, but it isn't right for now, if you are ready to have elevated conversations, ready for masterminding in the truest sense of the word, where you combine your collective wisdom and your collective intelligence and what God is speaking to your heart, if you are ready for an experience that takes your soul into account, into your life and relationships and the totality of you into account, then I want you to connect with me because God has given me the vision for a mastermind experience that is like no other, that is really going to take you to the next level in your business, in your relationships, in your life, where you can connect with some extraordinary women just like you who are ready to go all in on the vision that God has given them. An awakening is happening, and I know you're feeling it in your soul. A renaissance is happening, and it's time for you to emerge. I want you to message me. I want you to go to my website and reach out because I really, really want to connect with you more, have a conversation and really talk to you about this mastermind experience that is by invitation only, and it'll be a select group of extraordinary women who want to go all in on what God is calling them to do. Don't wait, don't delay, because these invitations won't be available for long, and I want you to be at that table with us. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrook, former corporate executive turned therapist and coach to high profile women and couple entrepreneurs. And we are going to have the conversations you've always wanted to have with the people you have always wanted to know. We are going to bring your life, your faith, your business, and most of all, your relationships to an elevated level through conversations you've never heard before. Tune in and stay with us because it's about to get really, really elevated. Welcome. I'm Amy Van Slambrook. I am a CEO, therapist, and coach, and I am on a mission to help you connect to establishing the legacy that God has put on your heart and doing it with faith, love, and prosperity as your birthrights. And I could think of no better guest than the woman who is with me here today, because she truly is a woman who is creating an incredible legacy, and she is doing it with those three components in mind. I really want to welcome our guest today, Judy Weber, to our show. Welcome, Judy. Thank you so much, Amy. It is it is such an honor to be here. I love giving back and I love your mission as well. Oh, well, thank you so much. And Judy, you have the most incredible journey. You know, I often laugh when I think about the images that we all portray on social media and, you know, in our podcasts or in our videos, because I think, oh, wow, there is so much more beneath the surface that people don't even get to see you know, but little by little, they get exposed to it. And yet, I, the more I researched your journey, Judy, it's just incredible. Could you share with our audience a little bit about um, your journey and, and what has led you to today? Well, it's, it could be a long story, but I'll give you the abbreviated <laughs> version. Okay. So it's funny, I'm 56. And as I look back at my life retrospectively, 
Um, the, the, the hashtag, the mission of pursue the impossible has become my mantra and it's what I've done all my life. And it's what I encourage my clients to do. So you're looking at a girl here. Who's one of six. I have a twin sister. No, we're not identical. Uh, but we were poor, poor folk, you know, um, you know, we lived in a little house, one bathroom shared by eight people. <laughs> it's wow. so funny I mean, when I think back, but I didn't feel poor interestingly, until I went to college and I saw what other people had. So anyway, I digress. But this little girl of four years old or so, three or four is when I first met Jesus. Mom was a very faith-filled prayer. And so I was raised in the church. And there were two things I wanted to be as a little girl, a teacher and a lawyer. But as much as I wanted to be a lawyer, I didn't think people like me, poor folk who didn't know anybody who, you know, were just barely scraping by. I didn't think people like me could be that, could be a lawyer, even though I was smart and even though I was driven. And fast forwarding many years, I got to college because I knew I was going to. It's so funny. I remember when I was a little girl saying, mommy, I'm going to go to college because nobody else went to college. And she's like, Judy, I know you're smart, but I don't know how we're going to make that happen. And I said, ah, don't worry. I truly never thought about it. Like it was a done deal. So fast forward a few more years and I still had the law in my mind, but even graduating the top of the class mm-hmm. and even right out of college, you know, working my way after a couple of months, getting promoted to management level at, a, at Macy's, making, you know, really decent money, managing a multimillion dollar department. I still thought, you know, can I really be a lawyer? Eventually I left there, went into outside sales and was selling equipment to lawyers, dictation equipment. And it was in that experience that I realized if they can do it, I can do it. So anyway, let's fast forward now. Then I got married. Then I had kids. I I got a really great job, uh, but something didn't feel right. Like I was making good money and doing good things. I went to law school to right wrongs. I did not go to law school to be this mega whatever. I just wanted to right wrongs and help people like my parents who were helpless when things happened to them. So got married, had kids, ultimately got divorced and always just always had on my heart to help women always and build them up. That's my gift. Like I'm an encourager. You know, I'm Barnabas. So in 2017, I talked with my twin sister and we had always had this dream of being in business together. Now understand my twin sister, we were business besties and life besties. Like we would support each other as we were coming up in our various careers. So if anybody would have said we couldn't stay working together forever, I would have said, you're nuts. Like we could, no. But after two years, We just, we love each other. Thank God that relationship wasn't, you know, broken forever. And it ended up that I spent an entire summer on the couch with my Bible and a notebook and just praying and crying to God saying, what's next for me? That was the summer of 2019 when I pivoted to do exactly what I do now. So I help unapologetically ambitious Christian women make money and live a life worthy of their calling. And every day I'm confirmed by the Lord and by my clients and by others that this is exactly what all of that, uh, you know, led me to. I mean, a lot of stuff, uh, just really briefly, a lot of stuff I overcame by Christ. One was eating disorder, uh, anxiety, panic, Um, not quite depression, although that could have been it. I never defined it as that, Um, you know, agoraphobia, 
-hmm. you know, lots of things. I was beat up by my first husband. I was drinking too much. I mean, so so people might say, oh, she's a lawyer. She was in the C-suite. She's had the easy life. Let me tell you, no, but I am so optimistic about the future because God is good and he has a plan for each one of us. And it's my mission to bring that out and help the women that work with me and invest in themselves to um, you know, be basically to embrace who it is that God made you to be. Oh, Judy. Well, I, I look forward to hearing the long version because anytime I hear it, it's just, um, it's really incredible to me, you know, and, and as someone who um, over, well, we overcome through God, our anorexia and finding that emaciation and starvation, you know, wove its way throughout my life and the traumas, you know, whether in relationships or, or in our money or even in what we allow ourselves to imagine achieving, you know, those are all areas of restriction and starvation. And that is such a soul journey to go to the place um, where God brings um, you and it is bringing me into that openness of the fullness and the abundance and the nourishment that comes when we allow our our true identity to show through, right? And, and embracing um, the money that God has and, and getting that in proper perspective, Judy, because I think for so many Christian women and Christian couples, because this is also about how we do that in tandem in a marriage, but um, you know how we do that, especially as Christian women, I think is such a unique journey because it, it's an area of confusion. I think it's an area where there's a lot of um, misinformation, quite frankly. Um, and as someone who's a natural protector like you and an Enneagram 8, um, I know that, that you really must have done so much transformation to, to be where you are now and to guide others. Yeah, it's funny. I was just talking about that with my husband um, yesterday, that I could have been a completely different person today if I didn't take the chances that I took. I pursued the impossible and, and, and went to law school, right? I pursued the impossible and went for the, for the um, you know, that great job in that amazing firm that would put me in front of experiences and opportunities. And I really took a chance on myself, but see, here's what I wanna just really put out there. Cause this is a major mantra for me. I don't like the word self because I find that self is the root of all sin. Name a sin, it points back to self. And so I don't like that word self-confidence. So instead, and it feels pressure. Ooh, I don't wanna go on video because I'm not self-confident. I don't have confidence in me. You don't have to have confidence in you. Confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ and who he made you to be. So this little girl from Nowheresville is now out there making an impact. And it really, I'm just the vessel. It really isn't like that I'm this amazing person. It's because I love so much. It's because God allowed me to experience and learn and, and see so much that I have empathy beyond beyond a lot that haven't gone through what I've gone through. And I have, have always, God built into me a heart to serve. And most women that I meet have that as well, but yet they're holding back. And it's only themselves that's doing it. God's saying, come on, come on, trust me. 
Embrace who I made you to be. Stop the, the doubt, the insecurity, the trauma that you went through. I can heal you. Let me do that. It's not an easy road, but you know, it's possible because look at you and me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And there's no way I, I tried it for a long time to, to, to do it on my own and, and uh, didn't work out so well. And um, if I waited to have that feeling of readiness in myself, like, okay, I'm ready. I feel great. This is, oh my gosh, I would, I would still be waiting, right? It was in those moments when I felt horribly inadequate that I said, well, it's, it's you or nothing because there's nothing inside of me that can, can make this happen. And I can sense the same for you, Judy. And I know, especially when it comes to, um, to the prosperity piece of things. You have such a unique take on that because I don't think it's something we should be afraid to talk about, you know, what our income is um, and how God can use that in our lives and in our businesses and in our impact in the world. Um, so what wisdom would you share about how you really, you know, the popular term is money mindset, but it's so much deeper than that. How did you transform that in tandem with the Lord? That is still a work in progress. And I think we're all works in progress. Growing up poor, I was, I had thoughts that did not serve an entrepreneur that I'm still working on today. I've come a long way, baby, but I got a long way to go. Right. So, but, but here's the thing. I I point back to the parable of the talents Mm. and I look at, and I, I say talents, I take that literally. You know, it was a coin or whatever, but I take it literally. God gifted you with something special. God gifted me with something special. This package of extraordinariness at what I like to say. And so think about that with the parable of the talents. He gave some 10 or five or two or one. And what did he say to those that went out and did something with it? Yeah, awesome. You know, well done, good and faithful servant. And what did he say to the person who thought, that he was doing the right thing by burying it and keeping it close and saving it and not letting any harm come to it. You know, you wicked sloth basically, right? You know, so what I say to women is, look, I understand in your mind, you don't want to be braggy. And you may have misunderstood scripture that instead of it's the love of money that is the root of all sin, you may have been told. And so it's ingrained in you to believe that money itself is the root of all evil. But money is a tool. It is neutral. You can do so many great things with money. You can, you know, help advance God's kingdom. Not that he needs your money, but, you know, there's that whole thing. So we really need to understand that when we are playing small. We're really saying, God, I don't believe you. When we are playing small, we are not serving in the way that God purposed us to. That's a sin. And so when you look at it that way, it's like, okay, Lord, where shall I go? (laughs) I may feel like Esther or Abraham or Moses. Like, I don't even know where I'm going. I don't, I don't know, but okay, I'm ready. Tell me. And so that's the beginning of the conversation. And that's got to be the mindset shift of, you know, You don't have to seek a million bucks, but if you do, stop apologizing for it. If God put ambition in you, if that is how you're wired, who made you? The Lord. So not everybody has that. So if you have that, pursue that, you know, because that is God's plan for you. Oh, absolutely. And owning that identity is more an issue of 
respect for our creator than it mm-hmm. is about being arrogant. And I have learned that, you know, and, and this will be my 50th year. And with each year, I love that, that we become, I find a lot more create courageous. I'm getting the word out and a lot more bold, you know, depending on our personality that all that comes out in a different way, you know, but I, I love that Judy, because God has certainly given me that vision and it's owning that out loud saying that isn't about a Bentley at all, you know, it's about what God wants to do with what he entrusts to us to steward, right? And that it is about respect. And and one, I call them two by four moments with, with God and I, where he just kind of, you know, taps me. And I was, you know, we get in that scarcity mindset, like, how am I going to provide for this? And how am I going to pay for this. And it's so subtle. And God said, it never was your responsibility. You know, Mm -hmm. I took that when I created you. So it's never been your responsibility. So don't Mm -hmm. take that on, you know, and I'm, I'm hearing some of those same tenants in what you're saying. Yeah. And if I just want to add something to that, if anyone is thinking, gosh, maybe I have been thinking about money wrong or my ambition, I I ask you to look at your motivation. So when you think about, you know, advancing your business and making money, are you focused on the Louis bag Mm -hmm. or the Mercedes? Or is your focus really just having more impact, right? Because once your business starts going, then maybe you can invest in Facebook ads or Google ads, and then you can get the word out even more. Is, Is the impact what really gets you excited about your business? Or is it just to say, oh, I have a Louis bag? Or I get to wear this fancy designer dress, you know? So when your heart is serve and love on people and outpour what God gave me, Mm. then to me, the ambition is absolutely in alignment with your mission and with God and his purpose for you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Judy. And as you were talking about having that conversation with your husband, I know that that must be a really, really neat part of your journey together. Um, So could you share a little bit about how you and your husband have grown that um, in your partnership together? Sure. Well, my current husband, we've been married for, let me think about this, six and a half years, and it has not been totally smooth. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but, but what's good is that he loves Jesus. You know, that's why I married the guy, you know, that was my number one priority. He has to love Jesus. So when, when we have conversations, we go back to that and I I'm on, but I will say this, the struggle is I'm entrepreneurial and he doesn't have an entrepreneurial bone in his body. Like God Mm -hmm. didn't wire him for that. So the risks I take, they're calculated, Mm -hmm. but early on he didn't get it. So that was a little bit of a bone of contention where I'm like, hon, mm-hmm. you got to trust me on this. And he goes, well, what do you mean? This is, you know, we could lose everything or we could do whatever. I'm like, hon, uh-huh, you're right. And I believe God. So yeah. I've heard from him. So trust me on this. <laughs> but it is awesome because we pray together mm-hmm. and because we are on mission together. You know, right now he's disabled. So he isn't working right now. So he supports me as best he can. Uh so it's an interesting ride. So I don't know if something more specifically you wanted me to speak to, but it is great to be in partnership with a spouse who loves you 
who loves the Lord and who supports you, even when he doesn't quite understand, you know, all of it. Yeah. And I love that you have the conversations. And I think that's so much of, you know, what, what couples often struggle with, you know, it's Mm -hmm. shared to everybody except the person, you know, rather than having the conversation, even if it's uncomfortable, even if you can't arrive at exactly the same place, it's sharing in that openly, you know, and, and trusting that that's going to grow your intimacy ultimately, because I love that you are just so honest about it because it isn't pretty in most couples, there's kind of this, this uh, dance and this imbalance that's feels untenable and yet it isn't, you know, it's learning to appreciate that and kind of ride that through and see exactly the heart with which the other person is coming, you know, that, that often it is, whether because of our own fears or insecurities or a protective voice um, that allows us to process those a little bit more and um, keep that in balance. And so I just, I really appreciate that kind of transparency, um, Mm -hmm. Judy, because it isn't. And those of us who've been through divorce know that it isn't, you know, a a nice white picket fence journey um, a lot of the times, but it is about just the commitment, you know, and loving each other through those times um, that are a reality of life, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. And and it's interesting that you said about protection because, and I just want to emphasize like maybe something else I said about, about the money aspect. Mm -hmm. I don't believe we're put on the earth to be safe, to play it safe in life or business. Yeah. I just don't. The disciples stuck their neck out, just even hanging out with Jesus. And that's why at the end, they got scared. Who could blame them, you know? Uh, but but I don't believe that, especially in the crazy world we live in today, that we should, we certainly should never live in fear. We should choose faith over fear. But there's that sense of, oh, I want to, I want to, be, I want to protect myself. Mm-hmm. I want to play it safe. I want to play it small because, and it all comes back to fear because I'm afraid of X, insert what you're afraid of, yeah. but God doesn't, you know, he wants to see us stretched. And when we step out in faith a little bit and he sees that, then he's going to pour out blessing. And then when you, st- that's going to stretch us, our faith muscle. And then when we stretch more, he's going to bless us more. So we really have to stop thinking we're protecting ourselves. What we are is limiting the blessing because God's waiting for us to step out in faith. Yeah. Yeah. That is such an important part. And, and I have found, and I wonder if you have too, Judy, that even in those risks, um, there is always an underlying peace. I know when it's Amy's risk, like I want to do this and I just want to explore it. And yes, it's like going out of the plane without a parachute, but you know, here we go. And, and there wasn't peace always in those moments. And I should have, I should (laughs) have, should have listened. Um, but the moments when I have taken that leap out of the plane and it's been God inspired and God directed, there is always a peace, you know, and, and that is the telltale sign. I didn't always feel ready. In fact, most times I didn't, but I, I hear that with you too, Judy, that it is about, about taking that step out because it is again respectful of what God has put us here for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, yeah. So if I, could, if I could add one, can I add one absolutely, thing? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. If I'm going too long, just cut me off because I, I get passionate about this stuff. I love it. 
my methodology for building business is called the joyful scaling method, mm-hmm. right? And I was talking to a woman yesterday and she goes, well, joy sounds sweet and all. And she was a Christian. She didn't mean any disrespect, but she said, I don't know if your program is going to be robust enough <laughs> or intense enough. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Explain that. And, you know, so, so I, I just put that out there because I never thought of it before. Mm-hmm. So I realized, wow, I needed to better explain that. So to your point, what we're doing in business and what we're doing in life, we are to have joy in it in the everyday, right? Rejoice. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in it. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice, right? So, so rejoicing and having this sense of calm and peace shouldn't be something that we dismiss. Oh, this is business, serious business. I can't have joy. I can't have peace. I've got to hustle, hustle. That is not God's way of doing business. And I, I see so many women and men, but we're, I'm talking about women here. That's what I focus on. But I see so many thinking, oh, God doesn't know business. I've got to do it the world's way. They're telling me to hustle and grind and do and do and do. And I tell them, simplify, joy, peace. And with that comes the clarity of mind to strategically think and the space to listen to the Lord. And then when you know the right actions and you have the right thoughts, then go for it. With God there in the midst of it, that is when big things happen. Oh, that is so beautiful, Judy, because I think the joy piece is not only misunderstood, but also, you know, prioritized way down on the list when that's really our strength um, and, and what we should follow. And as I was, again, doing research, I was thinking about the name of your podcast and, and your method. And I just thought, wow, there's so much power in that. You know, when we let ourselves dance in the process, um, that is when we know we are truly faith fueled and um, have the Holy Spirit dancing inside of us and letting it be joyful. Um, I just love that. I love that. And it is intense. <laughs> it, it is terribly intense and beautiful all at the same time. Um, But Judy, I'm asking each of my guests how you define prosperity. And I really would love to hear your definition. Well, prosperity. Well, first, I just want to say I'm going to address the pink elephant in the room. And uh, I'm going to stick my neck out totally. Joel Osteen, has turned the prosperity gospel into, and he's hornswaggled it. Like, like, like you can't just say, this is the good stuff about God, but we don't talk about the hard stuff. And we don't talk about, you know, um, the fact that Jesus himself said in this world, there will be trouble, but don't worry. Cause I've overcome. So there's that I want to address. Cause there's a lot of, for me, even a lot of negativity with that mm-hmm. word prosper. And I, and I hate that only because God has prosperity for us, Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, he has a great purpose and a plan for us. But for me, God uh, focused prosperity is about being in alignment with him. Mm-hmm. And so I know, and you probably do this too, Amy, I know when I'm with him and when I'm not, mm-hmm. like when I'm not in him and doing things his way, that's when the anxiety rises. That's where the insomnia comes. That's where all the bad, all the yuckiness just in my body, I can feel it, you know, but when you are with him, when you are aligned with him, when you know you're on purpose and on mission for him and you're doing it his way, 
the prosperity of, comes in every part of your life, your personal life, your relationships, and your business, and your health, and, and all these things. So a prosperous life, and that's what we're called to in John 10, 10. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And boy, he's good at it and his little minions. But Christ has a life of abundance here on earth. And that doesn't necessarily mean money, but it can. But it's abundance in all parts of life. So to me, that's prosperity. I love that. I love that, Judy. Well, I so appreciate your time today. And I know that our our viewers and our listeners are going to want lots more of you. So where are the best places for people to connect with you? Because I know you're in all the places, um, but where would you like folks to go? Well, thank you for that opportunity. I have made it simple everywhere. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. Uh, I am at Judy Weber Co. At mm. Judy Weber Co. You can go to my website, Judy Weber dot co is that right yeah judyweber.co and there's my website it is being built uh actually you can go to judyweber.co slash podcast mm. and you will find there my podcast you can download my podcast guide where we break down all the most popular episodes by topic like marketing and sales and faith and all the things uh also there you can download my ultimate scaling guide which was an intense workbook, a 20 page workbook, where we go through four of the strategies that I've used and my clients have used to generate millions of dollars and scale their business. And I, I really ask questions of you. It's the think work that's going to make you money and make you a better, stronger CEO. So you can grab all of that at judyweber.co. Oh, I love it. I love it. A wealthy um, gift for everybody to connect with for sure. So thank you so much, Judy. I so appreciate your time and I just can't wait to see where our connection leads. Absolutely. Thank you, Amy, again. It's been a joy and I look so forward to, um, yeah, to seeing what God has for each of us as we go along. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Elevated Podcast. You can find out more about me and the amazing guests on our show on my website, amyvanslambrook.com. And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear your honest review of the show because nothing lights my day up more than seeing your comments, your questions, your aha moments, because that's what this is all about. We want to elevate your thinking so you can elevate your life.